The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 14th, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I will be going over a really fun six-game slate today that has some very uh, solid matchups that I, that should uh, really transfer over to a competitive DFS day. So I'm excited to uh, to go over that with you today. Um, it's sort of the, the theme this week so far seems to be massive player news uh, for whatever the reason is. Maybe it's getting to that time of the season where body parts are starting to break down on guys already. But uh, for some reason, the list yesterday and the list today as well is longer than it's been all season long. So uh, it's odd to see this many guys either uh, doubtful, questionable, uh, you know, probable even uh, on a six-game slate. I've seen slates this year where the one I did with 14 games uh, I don't think had this much player news. So must be that time of the year, uh, guys just getting uh, – a little worn out with uh, the games and the rookies are now surpassed the amount of games that they play in college. So maybe they're feeling it a little bit, but for whatever reason, uh, it definitely affects DFS a lot. Um, and you'll always hear from me as, as I've mentioned to all of you before, uh, the more, the more uh, information uh, that we have to digest as far as the, the uh, amount of games, I want as many games as possible. The amount of player news, I want as much as possible. And just the whole scenarios, you know, uh, from narratives and everything else leading up to the games, uh, the more the better. Um, it's It sounds like, why? You're a glutton for punishment. Why do you want to have to go through all that? And I'll tell you why. Because most people don't have the time, effort, or expertise to break all of that down. And I think it gives us a distinct uh, advantage in the marketplace here and in the industry because we're, we're looking at everything. We're, we are not leaving a stone unturned. And in doing that, uh, it's going to give us a massive edge uh, when we're going up against uh, GPPs or any cash games, head-to-heads, whatever. So... All right, let's. Uh, what I'm going to do today is is the same thing I did yesterday, which is a little bit of a different twist. But because of the size and the magnitude of the effect it has on the slate, I'm going to start with player news, uh, so that we, you know, don't have to go back and forth and back and forth, uh, especially on a six-game slate like this. So if you, you know, if you want to re-listen to this, record this, make notes of this. Um, this is up to date. Again, I'm doing uh, a show. It is 1132 here in Dallas. So the, a good chunk of the news has already come out. And, you know, as always, when I'm doing these solo shows, I like to do them now as opposed to the night before, because it, it just gives you a lot more sound news to go off of. So 
All right, before I get started, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. If you go to MyBookie.ag, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, put in the promo code DFS today. That is the name of our show, all one word. Uh, they will match up to half of your first deposit, all the way up to a $1,000 number. So if you put in $2,000, they give you free $1,000 to work with. So great, great stuff to uh, take advantage of. Uh, you know, make some make some money in this NFL playoffs and certainly in the NBA. Um, you know, great site, great reviews. I've spoken to their customer service. They're friendly and helpful. And most importantly, they have very fast and efficient uh, payouts. So there's no waiting for uh, forever to get the, the money that you win. So I recommend going there. Also, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Uh, they are one of the original sponsors of hoop-ball.com. We love the Hawaiian Isles coffee in our cups. Uh, definitely a favorite of our DFS pros. So go to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company.com or just jump on Amazon, couple of clicks, and it will be at your front door that uh, next morning. So you got to love it. All right. Here is all of the player news. If you're ready, I gave a little time for everybody to get shifted in because all of this is important. Uh, one guy, one piece of news can shift a slate pretty darn quick. All right, Alex Lynn from Atlanta is out. Frank Nilakina from the Knicks is doubtful, so it doesn't look like a uh, good chance of him playing again. He's, In fact, he was even downgraded to doubtful, so generally that trend, they very, very seldom play. Uh, same exact scenario, scenario for Mr. Ricky Rubio, which is massive news. Uh, they're playing the Hawks. And that definitely changes things uh, with the Suns. For the Brooklyn Nets, Wilson Chandler is questionable, 50-50 to play. DeAndre Hunter is playing. He's active tonight versus the Suns. Same thing with Trigger Trey Young. He missed the last one, but he is back today. Uh, his finger is okay, and he is ready to go. So at Atlanta versus Phoenix with Trey Young in there. You got to get a little bit excited, uh, especially with Rubio out. Uh, that that will we can talk about here when we go over the games. Uh, Garrett Temple is out for Brooklyn, which is important because even though with Kyrie back and playing Kyrie and Spencer Dinwiddie in the backcourt together quite a bit now, which he should have been doing all along. They're the two best players on the team, in my opinion. Um, but Garrett Temple is an outstanding perimeter defender, so that definitely uh, hurts uh, Brooklyn uh, facing the Jazz. He is out. Kyle Korver active against the Knicks. Robin Lopez is out versus the Knicks, so no backup for his twin brother, Brooke, tonight. Um with Robin being ruled out. Paul George out. Uh, he is uh, uh, missing his third straight game with that left hamstring. Uh, so that changes a lot of things, obviously, for the Clippers game. Plus, they're playing the, the woeful Cavaliers on a back-to-back, -back, 
and Cleveland, who was winning for a bunch of that game yesterday, got crushed in the second half. So I, I do not think this is going to be very pretty against the Clippers, even with George out. Um, Damian Lee uh, for the, for Golden State is doubtful. Um, they're still working on that whole uh, contract for him. He was one of their two-way guys, but he did reach his 40-day limit, 45-day limit. And so now they're working out a contract. Uh, that's what they've been doing the last couple of days. So they cannot uh, dial him in there until uh, that contract gets signed. So good for him. He's played his ass off when he was in there and certainly has earned himself a contract. I'm glad to see uh, that they're going to be locking him up. Um, all right. Kyle Anderson uh, for Memphis is questionable against the Rockets. Seems like that happens often. Brandon Clark for Memphis, questionable. Um, that's not good since he's coming off a really good game. And in that same theme, Jay Crowder for Memphis is questionable. So you've got a plethora of Memphis Grizzlies 50-50 uh, to play tonight against Houston. So that's major player news watching uh, this afternoon. Um, Jordan Poole, questionable uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, he's been up and down with the G League, uh, but with without uh, having the situation with Damian Lee settle, uh, settled up, uh, you know, sort of Poole and Bowman have been going back and forth to the G League. Kevin Looney out again for the Warriors. Seems like so, somewhat of a wasted season for him. He will not play against the Mavs. Donovan Mitchell, probable against the Nets. Uh, he had a, a little bit of that illness. It seems to be going around the league, that upper respiratory deal. But he is looking like he's going to play tonight against the Nets. Bruno Fernando still out. Uh, mother passed away, so he's away from the team. Uh, blessings to his family. Kristaps Porzingis is listed as questionable, and it's a late game, so you very well may not have the news on this uh, prior to. Um, I personally uh, do not believe that he will play for what that's worth, just from coach talk, reading news. Um, you know, certainly fine to dial him up uh, at Yahoo and Fan and uh, DraftKings where you can late swap if you really want to try to do that. But I would recommend with this questionable tag to definitely not put him in uh, your FanDuel or Fantasy Draft lineups where you are stuck and he may sit. Reggie Bullock for the Knicks, who's uh, been playing decent minutes uh, since they uh, brought him back from injury. He is probable against the Bucks, as is his teammate Mitchell Robinson, also uh, probable. We know Clint Capella is in, and he will play tonight for the Rockets. And then the other uh, big piece of news is Russell Westbrook is out uh, because they play tonight and tomorrow on a back-to-back, -back, and he is still not cleared uh, for back-to-back -back games. So that's it, man. That's a lot of news, a lot of stuff to watch. Uh, still, we have, let's see here, two, four, six, seven, eight 
people that are completely on that questionable 50-50 mark, and that is always a little bit unsettling. So, you know, we still have whatever, like seven hours until um, we have lock. So we've got plenty of time there, no stress. Uh, we'll we'll uh, be able to get a lot of that news prior to uh, lock. And again, you know, follow our three-step process here at tube-ball.com, you know, and I call it coach's process. And that's, you know, listening to this podcast each day, start building that uh, shell lineup, start getting a good idea of at least who your core plays are, and then follow the news throughout the day. That's so important. Um, I cannot emphasize that enough. You can get that news at hoop-ball.com. If you click on forms and click on the DFS thread, uh, we have Andy Gallagher along with the four pros, uh, Mike, Andrew, myself, and Miles, all posting things in there in that thread. And, uh, you know, just check the forum out there. You'll get some good ideas, thoughts, little feedback, you know, uh, player news, lines, totals, all the fun stuff. Uh, you know, the other alternative, which, well, not alternative, because you can do both, um, is following the pros on Twitter, because uh, we're always posting. I'm on there all the time as well, uh, you know, pretty much putting up whatever information I see or find. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Mike, Mike is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Um, we have Andrew at is at Language Olympic, and we have Miles at Miles, which with a Y, Miles six five six five. And also, you can go right straight to at Hoopball Fantasy, which takes into consideration all of the information that's being fed in to that DFS thread on hoop-ball.com. So that's really the way to stay in tune with this. And then, you know, that last 30 to 45 minutes, uh, you know, you got to you gotta, uh, hard knuckle it or whatever you want to call it and just make sure you're in front of some information that is going to give you that last at least 30 minutes of news because uh, for the early games, NBA teams have to turn in their starting lineups 30 uh, minutes before. And, you know, so you'll get some of that really uh, good information. And you'll also get a, a lot of uh, news for the uh, mid and late games. So follow that up until lock as well, uh, whether you have to do it uh, at work before you leave, uh, if you have privacy to do that, or, you know, if you're in traffic driving home like I used to be, I used to pull off at the exit and get a coffee and finish that and then finish the ride home. So, you know, don't get stuck with those uh, shell lineups early on. It's really throwing money away. And, you know, don't just hope your lineup's going to play and uh, not put those final touches on because, again, you know, it's a competitive uh, market out there in this industry. You got a lot of people doing this with mass entries if you're playing the big tournaments and you have a lot of sharks that do this for a living in some of the larger head-to-heads. So, you know, you got to pick your spots, know what sites you want to play. Uh, you know, if you need more flexibility, play the late night swap sites. Uh, like I said, with DraftKings and Yahoo, if not, uh, 
uh, and, and you feel you can get things locked down, then, then FanDuel and Fantasy Draft are awesome. Okay, game one, 7.35 or 7.30 start, I'm sorry. So we, we do get an extra half an hour, which always helps everybody in preparation. Uh, I love when we get this little extra half an hour at the uh, slate lock time. It's generally always 7 o'clock Eastern. So our 7.30 uh, group, of there's two games that go off. That's the first two then so you got a good lock time for a little few moves at the end we have the phoenix suns a three-point favorite on the road against atlanta uh, the over under is 229 uh, we've got phoenix with an implied total of 116 atlanta 113 so you know we again we got to watch all this news the big news is rubio out and uh Trey is in. So interesting. Uh, Phoenix still a favorite. Atlanta does have a horrific record, though. They have not been winning at all. But uh, this game's certainly in play. I mean, it it's the second highest total on the board. Uh, you know, Trey Young certainly becomes in play. Um, you know, Devin Booker uh, has been red hot lately. Atlanta doesn't really have anybody to guard him. They may... Uh, bring Bembry off the bench to play him a little bit. Uh, but he's been red hot, and without Rubio, his usage uh, rate goes up, his assists go up. So, you know, correlation playing those two guys could be a, a super sharp way to start off the slate. Um, John Collins is playing well. Uh, DeAndre Ayton coming off the bench in these last few games has put up some nice games. Uh, it's a little odd, though. I mean, he's still getting really good minutes, but, you know, you don't expect the number one overall pick from a couple of years ago to come off the bench, uh, which is sort of odd. They've been using Baines and Sarge to start games, uh, even though that, uh, you know, that, that he's Aiton's getting the uh, larger minutes than both of them, you know, that 20 to 30 range a lot. Uh you know, he's the guy, but, you know, does that shake it a little bit with him not starting? You know, I, I've i sort of ignored that and played him recently, and he's done okay. Uh, he's made value. But, you know, I want that real high ceiling of a 2020 game because he is certainly capable of that. And I'm not sure uh, with sort of splitting a little bit of time with Aiden or with uh, – Baines at the big if he's capable of doing that. So, you know, his price tag is fair enough. I think he's certainly in play against the Hawks uh, that do not have a good interior defense. And we had mentioned uh, Fernando's out and Len is out. So, man, I don't know how you pass on Aiden today. I just don't know who's going to guard him. John Collins, I guess. But, uh, you know, that puts uh, – John Collins in some serious foul issues, I would think. So, you know, Aiton could be a very strong uh, play in one of my one of my staples in all my lineups. Uh, again, for the this would be the third straight time, but the situations just keep presenting themselves, and they look like uh, it looks like a very good opportunity. Uh, the the if you're looking for a super value play, maybe a Kobo for Phoenix. He's 
filled in at the point. Uh, some for them uh, in the past. Uh, they they use a few guys though. So, I mean, if you, it's only if you're really desperate for a cheap guy to put in there, or maybe a a, a little GPP shot. All right, game two. It's the Utah Jazz at the Brooklyn Nets, the other 7.30 game. Utah is a a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. The 221-and-a-half over under happens to be the lowest on the board, which is really, really weird. If you remember yesterday, we had five games that were below 218, and today uh, our lowest game is 221. How the hell do you figure that out? You talk about a weird set of teams playing last night, the slower, more defensive teams, and the faster, poorer defensive teams are playing tonight. Just a just an oddity, though, to get you know a 13-point difference uh, from five of the games being lower than, than the lowest today. Just odd. So expect the scores to be higher. That's one thing you can anticipate you know where you may cash in your 50 50 or whatever you're playing at 320 uh with this type of slate with all the big bombers playing and poor defense you know you could need more like 340 uh depending on the site uh fan has a tendency in slates like this where you know busting 300 isn't going to get you anywhere you know, you got to get in that 330, 335, sometimes 340 range uh, to cause some damage. So if anything, what the, these totals teach us tonight is uh, really can't afford uh, a value bum in there that only puts up 15 fantasy points uh, at all. I mean, you're going to, you know, in my opinion, need to build a, a lineup that sure has still has some uh, studs in it, but uh, try to get as many mid-level guys also that you feel can contribute to that big number. Um, all right, on the Utah side, you know uh, they are uh, they have been up and down, but they're they're hot. I mean their record is uh, their record has been fantastic lately. They're they're uh, winning games. They're moving up the standings. Uh, they seem to be gelling. So, you know, Gobert's got to be a, a big consideration because uh, centers against Brooklyn is definitely a thing. Um, Donovan Mitchell, uh, possibly. I mean, he's uh, probably playing this one. Uh, could be an option to go to. Um, and if you hit Bogdanovich on the, wrong, the right night, um, you know, this is a narrative game for Bogdanovich. He played at Brooklyn last year and was one of their best scorers, and they chose not to sign him, and he went and signed with Utah. So if you are a narrative player, and uh, you know this would be the perfect spot to dial up Bogdanovich playing at Brooklyn with a lot of his mates from last year. So uh, I like the play. You know, I'm always willing to take a drive down narrative street and he has been playing great ball. So with, you know, the solid over under uh, 221 and a half, even though it's the lowest on the slate, it's still solid. Uh, I think Bogdanovich is very playable. You know, on the net side, it gets a little more complicated. Um, we know that Kyrie's still on a minutes restriction coming back a little bit. Uh, he, he just 
like nothing, played uh, and went 10 for 11 uh, in his last game, which is just ridiculous. His first game back, he's 10 for 11 from the field. But uh, so, I mean, you know, he's certainly playable. He and Dinwiddie, though, it you know, it used to be easy on this team to figure out who you wanted to dial up. But you now have Kyrie and Spencer Dinwiddie um, playing against a pretty good defensive team in Utah. Uh, makes it a little tough for me. Um, I'm not going to pay that price, I believe, for Kyrie uh, with the minutes restriction, but it does take enough from Dinwiddie away from Dinwiddie that I have to think about it. Plus now Karis LeVert's back in the mix, getting in the mid-20s. Uh, you know, it looks like the Nets could go on a, a run and, and do well, but it also looks like they are falling out of the DFS uh lovable team type scenario here now that they have so many miles to feed there. So not on the nets tonight in this matchup against Utah. Uh, and I just need to see a little bit more of when, you know, where Kyrie's going to be on the minutes uh, before I can recommend anybody from the nets. All right. Game three, eight, o'clock Houston Rockets at Memphis Grizzlies we already know Westbrook is not playing so uh interesting Houston's a five point favorite on the road the highest over under is 239 which is 12 points higher than anybody else everybody else is bunched between 221 and 229 so You've got uh, them, you know, almost 10 points higher than everybody else on the card. So certainly a stackable game. Um, Joe Val's coming off a monster game, but he has to go against Capella. So that could be a little bit of a tougher matchup for him. Uh, Harden seems to be the logical pay-up guy. Uh, Memphis is, is not strong defensively. Both of these teams play at a very high pace. Um, so, you know, I think Harden may be the first guy you just have to plug in, eat the chalk, eat the big price, uh, just hard to do without him, uh, in, in this spot, in my opinion. Um, you have some other guys that you can consider Eric Gordon, uh, has, has been playing, uh, well since he came back from the knee injury. Um, certainly Capella stays in play, always possible. And I doubt that, uh, they're going to go uh, small on the Memphis side with uh, uh, Triple J there with Joe Val and some of their big guys, even though Clark uh, is going to miss that game. So I would say, you know, Memphis side, you, you can go to the, the, those two bigs that I just mentioned. John Morant has been playing better, and he doesn't have to deal with uh, Russell Westbrook defense. Uh, that gets him into play. Um you know, I think that uh, probably it's just it's tough here because you're going to have guys that that are playing that have specific roles in this game, and I don't think Memphis will run a double at Harden even without Westbrook playing. I think uh, Dylan Brooks will, will try to play him a little bit more straight up, so you know it, it keeps him in play and. You know, for me, I'm, I'm a little soured on some of the other uh, 
ancillary players for the Rockets just because of the inconsistency. Uh, but for the Grizzlies, you know, they have three guys in in a situation right now where they are questionable. So that, you know, that shuffles the deck for them because if those three guys all play or don't play, um, you know, you may get – this may be the spot to really, really get your uh, value. I mean, right now, Anderson, Clark, and Crowder are questionable. So, you know, keep that in mind. Watch the news on this game uh, because if those guys all sit, for example, you got to shine a light on on uh, Jaw, uh, Brooks, Triple J, and Joval because really, you know, it's probably going to take – a minimum of three guys from this game to help you get a winning lineup together just because of the massive amount of DFS points uh, in this game. Um, I don't think you have to go crazy and, and, you know, three by three and have six guys. You can, uh, you know, maybe a way to go in one of your GPPs. But to me, it looks more like a perfect three or four guys from this game. Try to hit the exact ones and then fill them in uh, with the rest of the spots. So that's that's where I would go uh, in that high-paced, exciting game for sure. A um, couple of things real quickly here. Three more games to go halfway through the slate. Again, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. Go to mybookie.ag. Uh, use the promo code DFS today, and you will get half of your first deposit all the way up to $1,000. Great site. Fantastic uh, payouts and uh, highly recommend it. Um, also, go to hoopdashball.com. Uh, we have a lot of great information on there. Like I said, you can go to the forums and uh, check out the DFS uh, thread. It's all kinds of information there. There are also uh, memberships that you can get uh, at hoopdashball.com uh, for a, a, a bunch of our podcasts that are out there. Um, we have also uh, a team now that's doing podcasts regarding betting, so they'll give you some insight. Um, and the bruise letter comes out uh, consistently and, and goes over the just the whole whole overlook of uh, the 30 teams in the NBA, where they are, <clears throat> how they're playing, who's on the rise, who's on the decline. So I'd strongly recommend. Uh, signing up for that newsletter uh, on our way, on the website as well. Um, and again, you can you could follow us every day. Uh, just do a search wherever podcasts are found, DFS Today or NBA DFS Today, and you're going to find us. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, and really, the only ask that we do every show is that we ask you take that just 30 seconds is about all it takes. Rate, review, subscribe, um, click the little button to give you a reminder when our shows post. Uh, if, you ha- if you're on iTunes, hit that five stars, maybe just a, a quick one-line blurb of, you know, what you enjoy about the show. You know, we any likes, any positive reviews, the thumbs up on YouTube if you listen to us, through that outlet uh, are also very appreciated. You know, we're, as I mentioned every day, we are the best NBA DFS seven day a week coverage in the industry, bar none. Uh, and we're about in front of the paywall. There are some really great shows out there, 
but there's generally a membership fee. Uh, you have to belong to the site or belong, uh, you know, to the service in order to get that those uh, that information. But with us, <clears throat> it's always free. So what we want to do is get those good reviews so that we can continue to attract sponsors and keep this thing uh, free. Um, and we're going to do that. Uh, we have committed to each other, and I've said this before, but you know we keep adding so many new uh, listeners. I just want to make sure they know that uh, we're never going to miss a game. I mean, we are like so seriously committed to each other to do this. Uh, we started it uh, when I was at the NBA Summer League um, this past summer with my son, and they offered DFS. We provided for every one of those slates I did <clears throat> at that summer league and then also provided and, and had a podcast for all of the uh, FIBA. And then we did the entire preseason, which we went a very impressive 13 and five in the preseason, which is about the toughest thing you can do. We've uh, done every post or uh, regular season game thus far. We'll follow it through the postseason, next year's NBA Summer League, the Olympics, which will be a blast, and right back into the preseason for next year. So it's year-round NBA DFS. Uh, we are committed to never miss a single solitary game that is played in professional basketball or in the Olympics or, or Summer Leagues or uh, preseason or fever, whatever it is. If you can play it on a, a slate on DFS, uh, we're going to have coverage for you. So pretty cool stuff. So you know that we're always there. You can dial us up. Uh, and you can always reach out to me directly. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Um, I am fortunate enough to be able to do this for a living. So I am uh, following this constantly every day, doing shows. Uh, I also... Uh, there's no competition because it's two different entities, but I also do a lot of podcasting and provide lineups at Roto Radar. So shout out to those guys. And uh, just between Roto Radar and, and Hoopball, um, I've got my hands full with a lot of lot of content, a lot of podcasts. So you know, um, our goal, regardless of whenever I'm on the air, is to bring. Uh, the best information to you that is going to allow you to build winning lineups. And <clears throat> again, you've got to choose how much, you know, what stakes you want to play, what site you want to play on. Do you want to play cash games? Do you want to play GPP? Uh, if you need a breakdown on all of that stuff, I haven't mentioned it in a while, but Micah Patry and I did a six part series during the preseason. Each show was about an hour and a half long. And we talked about all of that stuff I just mentioned, you know, what to target, where to play it, how to play it, you know, because it doesn't do you any good to go in with no strategy. And the strategies of a GPP player are pretty much, I'd say, almost opposite of what a, a, cash, a cash player is, because just the theory of your lineup build is completely different and what you're trying to accomplish is completely different. So... Uh, and then also the site uh, makes a big difference. The scoring's different on a lot of the sites. The salaries are all different. So you got to really get a good grasp on all of that. So check out those 
those preseason shows, they're still available. Uh, just go back and, and uh, you can look those up uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And, uh, and if you have any questions, shoot, shoot them over to me and let me know. Um, you know, one, one last thing I want to mention is uh, bankroll uh, management. Super important. I'm from the, the school of thought that, you know, it, you generally want to start your bankroll. And I know it's not possible for a lot of you out there, and I get that. But the ideal scenario to me is you start your bankroll with a minimum of $500. And whether you, you know, whichever sites you're going to play, let's say you choose, I want to play DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. You put 250 in each of those, <clears throat> and that gives you a good base to work with. If you don't have that and you're starting with less, I get it, but it's a little bit tougher because um, my strong recommend, recommendation is no matter how much you like the slate, never bet more than 15% of your bankroll because there are a lot of things that happen in this game that you cannot predict. And <clears throat> you can search it until, you know, your the moon turns blue and the, ice, and the earth freezes over uh, because you don't know if Drummond's going to hit a guy in the face with a ball and get thrown out. Or if somebody, you know, in the first quarter turns the corner, steps on an ankle, and he's out for the game. I mean, those are just not discernible things that you can figure. So even as good as you feel about a slate, it can go south. And no one wins every day. I don't believe everybody loses every day. That'd be pretty bad. But <clears throat> you're going to have some ups and downs. You know, my goal always is to shoot for 70% winning percentage. Uh, over the last four years, I'm at right at 68%, which is pretty darn good. It really is. I, and I'm not bragging. I'm just, you know, that's, that is a really, it's a tough industry. You got to be strong uh, to survive in this world. And, <clears throat> and, you know, I've had days like I, you know, I want to go all in. I get that, that feeling is it's a perfect slate and I, you know, stay by my 15% rule. And sometimes it's the greatest thing I ever did because it may be my worst night of the season. There's other nights where I was right on the money and I would have crushed it. And I'm like, why didn't I play more? But just stick with its discipline. I know this is a form of gambling and people that try to say discipline and gambling don't mix. That is a tough thing, but you've got <clears> to <throat> have a plan. If you go in haphazardly, play contest, contest haphazardly, don't watch the news down to the uh, end to see the player info and don't manage your bankroll. Uh, you're going to bust. I mean, it's that simple. So, you know, figure out the direction you want to go with all of that. And even, you know, let's say you, you have 50 bucks to start with. Okay. Yes. It's sort of impossible in a, in a bit to somewhat to do the 15% rule with something small like that. But play smart stuff. If you have 50 bucks, maybe play two $10 double ups or 50 50s. So then you try to get it to 70 bucks the next day. And then, you know, be smart with it. You know, don't play a, a mass entry $4 tournament where all the big dogs are putting a 150 fantasy cruncher lineups in there. I mean, it's like a needle in a haystack. You're trying to win the lottery. So I would not recommend doing that. So, you know, evaluate your bankroll, look how you want to uh, utilize it, and then stay disciplined uh, to and committed to what you're doing. So 
that is an important factor that I wanted to, uh, I like to bring up every once in a while, uh, you know, because I get a lot of tweets saying, you know, I've only got $12 in my account. How am I going to hit big? Well, you know, that is a tough chore, but I can tell you, even with 12 bucks, okay, try to double up. And then, you know, then you got a little bit new evaluation the next day with 20, 20 or 24. So, you know, be smart with it. That's all. That's the key factor. Okay, the next game is a real tough one. It's I hate games like this. Uh, it's a 229 over under, which is very good. Uh, but it is a massive 17-point spread. The uh, Milwaukee Bucks are a 17-point favorite at home against the New York Knicks. Uh, the implied total for the Bucks is 123, which smashes everybody else on the board. And implied total for the Knicks, 106 and a half. Um, you know, here we are back in that scenario. It seems like we have this discussion at least three or four days a week is, is you know, can Giannis uh, hit value if it's a blowout and he doesn't get a full minutes run? Tough, I mean, you know, it's a tough call. It really is. It is a tough call. I mean, there are times where teams will stick close for a while and guys like Giannis, if they get enough run, you know, they're 70, 80 point fantasy point, uh, you know, potential. Um, but there's also the chance it blows out, which he's had a lot of games like that. Uh, and he ends up at value still, you know, 55, 50 fantasy points uh, in, in 25 minutes or whatever he does because he's so good. So, yeah, there's risk reward there. And that's something that you have to just determine. I mean, the Knicks are not a good defensive team, but they're not playing at a super high pace, which doesn't help. Uh, as far as the Bucks, they play at a super high pace. And if you can determine which Knicks will play enough minutes uh, and not be afraid of blowout, uh, certainly Julius Randle's been very good lately. You know, but will he get enough run? That's another question. Alfred Payton's done a nice job uh, in recent games, and he's uh, really taken over that point guard role. So those guys are, are potential players. Uh, Chris Middleton's been on fire too. He's put up uh, multiple 40 and 50 point fantasy games. Certainly uh, a guy that I wouldn't be afraid to use whatsoever. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez is not somebody I've been dialing up much. Um, but does he get a little extra run because his, his twin brother's out tonight? Or do they just go with some of the other bigs? One thing Milwaukee does is they use their bench, bench a ton. You know, the the uh, Connantons, uh, Iliasovas, and then you got DiVincenzo who starts a lot and does well. Wesley Matthews is back. So I say that all, you know, to, to say I generally don't roster too many bucks because it seems like they're always in the same scenario. They all produce, and there is a question of a blowout. So I always end up either taking my shot with Giannis uh, or, or passing the game, and I find myself in that position again probably for the 15th time out of the you know 35 games or whatever they've played. So it's a tough call. Um, I'm probably not going to focus much on this game because of the potential of getting stung. But, you know, this is also the kind of game if the Knicks decide to be a little frosty and 
and hang in there a while, uh, this could be a, a terrific game. You know, you could get a Giannis, a Middleton, a Randall, uh, these guys, and Peyton possibly, and a few other guys that could do well. So, you know, keep an eye on the news there. See if there's any other things that change in that game. But um, not super playable, but maybe very GPP-ish in the fact that if you hit it just right, uh, it could be something that helps you take down one of those tournaments. All right, we've got two late-night hammer games. They both start at 10.30, so they're both super late starts which makes it fun because they'll be the other games will all be over by the time they start uh, good uh, little two game late slate to play uh, separately as well. If you're going to play those specialty slates like that, I would recommend reserving your spots because what ends up happening uh, throughout the night is if you try to wait till before those, right before those games start, they fill and there's not as many contests. So uh, you may want to reserve those spots in advance. Um, the the first 10:30 game is the Cavaliers again, as I mentioned, playing in a second night of a back-to-back. They played the Lakers last night, and they they win the prize and get to play the Clippers tonight. Clippers are a 15-point favorite. That's even with Paul George not playing, and the over/under is 225, a 120 for the Clippers, and an implied 105 for your Cleveland Cavaliers. A couple of things here. Uh, You know, with Kawhi playing, he'll probably guard, um, good chance he'll guard Kevin Love, which, uh, you know, makes me not really want to play Kevin Love. But there also is a chance he shifts off of him too, and they, they change that up a little bit. But I think he will. So I don't like to talk. There's only like three or four guys in the league. I just refuse to play guys against, you know, and it's, I can tell you who they are right off the bat. Marcus smart. uh, Just do not want to mess with him. Patrick Beverly, uh, Kawhi Leonard, those three for sure. And uh, I I don't like to play guards against the Lakers because if you watch those games, Avery Bradley and Danny Green can still defend the hell out of the ball. And now that that's really their their main role with the Lakers, you, you got to be a little fearful there. So that being said, you know, I, I know that they're showcasing love. They want to trade him. They've even come out in public and say, hey, you know, Kevin, we're going to play a lot of minutes. Do your best to show out so we can, we can move you. Uh, neither side wants to be there. So, uh, I've been rostering him. He's been doing well. He had a solid double-double last night, but with the potential of Kawhi in his chops, I'm not going to go there. Um, actually, with all the defenders here and the blowout risk, I know you know it's not good all the time to produce, uh, predict blowouts because they can sting you, but I am not playing any Cavaliers. I just I don't need to uh, – go that route. In my opinion, they may go a little deeper in their bench being that it's a back to back on the Clippers side. You, you know, if it stays close for a while, uh, it could be a, a really monster night for uh, their main guys, especially with George out. I, you know, certainly Kawhi is in play. Lou Williams is in play. Montrez Harrell's in play. Uh, all three of those guys, uh, in my opinion, are great plays tonight. Um, and even Patrick Beverly. 
Um, the Cavs' backcourt does not defend well at all, and you know that that definitely brings uh, a couple of those Clippers into play. Um, don't really quite tr- trust Land- Landry Shamet yet, um, and a few of their other guards. I, I don't think there's a need to have to dig in and go with a Harkless or or anybody like that in a game uh, in this slate. So some good guys to focus on in that game for sure. And then the very last game is 1030 as well. It's the Dallas Mavericks at the Golden State Warriors. Dallas are an eight-point road favorite. Uh, it's a 223-and-a-half over-under. We've got uh, the Mavs at a 116 and the Golden State at a 108. So why those don't add up to 223-and-a-half Somewhere on this line, the half has been eliminated. I don't know why, but that's the line. So, you know, Mavs playing against Golden State, uh, interesting game. You know, Lucas certainly is always in play in a game like this with an up pace. You got to love them. I think, you know, Luca and Harden are the two guys, uh, you know, that are going to be that you're going to need tonight. Can you afford both of them? That is the million dollar question. Uh, or do you fade one of them? Uh, you know, that's that's going to be the call. You know, I'm going to try to fit both in if it's possible uh, into one of my cash lineups. Um, but, uh, again, I don't want to dumpster dive because I think there's a lot of good mid-level players here. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's going to be a tough decision. Uh, those, those are certainly the two spots uh, that, that you want to start. Um, I don't believe Porzingis plays. He's listed as questionable 50-50 right now. Uh, but if he does, that changes things a little bit. Um, but I'm not seeing that at this moment. Um, I think that uh, that uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is in play here. He grew up with his dad playing at, uh, at Golden State. That was his team. Tim Hardaway Sr. is uh, hanging in the rafters there at his banner uh, with uh, the Warriors, he was he was a great player there. So uh, I'm sure there's some nostalgia. That's an area where uh, the young Tim Hardaway grew up. So a nice little narrative piece there. And uh, you know the Warriors definitely are not defensive uh, world beaters. So I have no problem playing Hardaway tonight. I think he's a sharp play, uh, knowing the background and where he's from and and uh, that whole scenario there. So um, the other thing is uh, Mavericks-wise, you know, there's there's so much sharing of the basketball, so much of a rotation. It's so frustrating trying to pinpoint, you know, who's going to benefit, uh, you know. So it's hard for me to, to go away uh, from, from just those two guys, to be honest with you. I just – I do not feel comfortable with a Cleaver or Powell. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith has been playing a massive amount of minutes. He's averaging almost 30 minutes a game, 29.3. So, I mean, Finney-Smith is a decent player. It's just, you know, his ceiling is limited. He'll get you your 25 to 30 at times. But there are a few times he's put up 15 to 18. So, uh, slight risk there. 
On the Golden State side, we just got to double check, as you never know with that roulette wheel, who's going to be playing and who's going to be not playing between resting guys and, and these guys that they're signing contracts that were on two ways and the G League guys coming up and down. I mean, Golden State's treating this pretty much just like a uh, a year-long preparation for next season. Let's just face it. You know, they're they're showcasing D'Angelo. They may trade him. You know, they're they're not rushing back Curry. They you already know Thompson's going to be out. They keep rotating, sitting Russell and uh, Draymond. So, you know, it's always a crapshoot uh, for Golden State uh, when they're playing. Um, you know, depending on what their news is that day. So, you know, uh, there's certainly some guys in play there. I think the pace will be decent. Um, you know, I think, uh, uh you know, automatically if, uh, if, uh, D'Angelo Russell's playing, he's certainly a strong play. He's been tearing it up lately. No question. Um, I don't trust Draymond as much, but he's playing decent. You're getting great play lately out of uh, Amari Spellman. He had some kind of crazy, like, windmill dunk. I couldn't believe it. The dude's a big, stocky fella, but he can get up. Uh, he's been playing well. Eric Paschal's been, been playing decently. Alec Burks off the bench. Again, all, all rotational plays that, that can, uh, you know, easily go 6, 7x or could flame out. So, you know, for me, it's D'Angelo Russell as the number one pick. Uh, I do like some of these other guys that are still lower priced uh, that can really round out your roster. So that is it. Hopefully that gives you a decent uh, overview of the player situations with the injury. It gives you a little look at all the lines, spreads, uh, totals, the whole nine yards there and uh, hopefully some strategy uh, going forward for you uh, in, in putting together uh, how you want to win it at NBA DFS. So great day. I will be back at it this evening uh, with my man, Mike Apatria. We will be going over uh, the slate for Wednesday uh, this evening. So this show here today will come out early afternoon-ish, so you still have plenty of time. And then tonight's show will probably post late tonight, so you'll be able to listen uh, to that information for the Wednesday slate, uh, even on your way to work tomorrow morning. So that is the plan. Um, you know, uh, great stuff today. Hit me up if you have any questions. And I want to thank you all for joining me for another episode of Hoopball NBA DFS Today. For Dan Bespris, the wizard behind the drapes, and my other three DFS pros, Michael, Andrew, and Miles, I am Coach, and we will look to catch you again tomorrow as we crush it in NBA DFS. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.